Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brandon Shank, and welcome to the Brandon Shank Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Brandon Shank Podcast. Beautiful day here in uh, beautiful VA Beach. Um, excited about today's show. Excited about these couple of topics I want to share with you. Uh, pumped up, whether you're listening to us at work or unfortunately in the shower, where I find that most of our listeners are listening these days. It's great to be with you. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, excited about all that's going on. How are you feeling, Corey? I'm feeling good. Feeling great. Weather is amazing. So I'm here for it. Yeah, man. I asked Corey, I was like, man, for those of you watching this video, I was like, bro, you got this uh, this window shade up a little high today. So if I start dripping sweat, it's because uh, it's about 175 degrees <laughs> on my back. It's got to look good. We got to <laughs> yeah, see town center, man. It's all, Come on, it's all now. about the photography. It's, it's all about the shot. Beautiful I get image. It. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. I really do, and yeah. I, I understand that. Man, I love this time of year. It's October is such a great month because you got football season, so college is ramping up. You kind of see what teams are good, and you see what teams are kind of making a run. And some of the teams that were in the top 25 are falling out. Some of the teams that weren't in the top 25 are moving up to the top 10 uh, or in the top 15. You, um, uh, it's not too hot, not too cold. <clears throat> it's been pretty nice around Virginia Beach. And then, uh, you know, pumpkin spice everything. I'm not a big pumpkin spice fan of everything, but I do like pumpkin spice coffee. Now, I don't like flavored Ooh. coffees, but I like, like lattes and stuff. Actually, I don't drink a lot of lattes. They make me tired. There's where you get me, though. I'm, I'm Sign me up for pumpkin pies all day. I like I'm, pumpkin pie, but that's not pumpkin spice. I know it's different. I know, but I can't do pumpkin spice coffee. I just yeah. can't. I don't, I don't like flavored is. coffees. It kind of makes me like that feeling in your mouth of like, ah. What are you? So what is? Yeah, <laughs> where you're like, ah, what is that? Ha! Ah. It's like, what did they put in this coffee to make me? Ha! Ah. You know. So yeah. I don't like flavor. I like I like creamer, but I, I like straight. Like I like I don't like just, a ton of flavor in my coffee. Okay. The actual coffee. So what is your go-to creamer? Uh, sweet cream. Just okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Like straight sweet cream. It goes any season. What about like Italian sweet cream? I know that's actually my second. That's a good. Those one. are top two actually. There's not a first or second there. Yeah, they're equivalents. Like my kids, I like them the same. That's my favorite. That's what I feel like. I, but I will there. tell you this. I'm not a big fan of a lot of creamers. I mean, they're okay, but I just don't do lattes. I don't really do cappuccinos because I get tired. I think it's because I'm 110 normally. <laughs> so when I drink something that's 110, it drops me to like 40. Gotcha. Yeah. There's some weird reverse <laughs> yeah, math bro. going on. I, I can't do it, man. Now, you give me a regular cup of coffee, your boy's good. But you start throwing in some lattes, cappuccinos, they start stirring it with like their elbows and touching yeah. it twice with their finger to give you that special remedy. I'm not in. Not okay. my thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Not I'm good tracking. Yeah. How about it. you? You don't strike me as a cappuccino guy. No, no. I'm you just, strike me as like straight coffee beans. Me and my Chill wife. Up. Yeah, me and my wife make uh, iced coffee every morning. And if I got Italian sweet cream, it's iced coffee with Italian sweet cream. That's do you make the doing. coffee in the morning or do you make it the night before? We make it. Uh, yeah. So we have a big pitcher and we'll make it like the night before, stick it in there. It usually lasts about two days and then we got to make more. So all you listeners out there, I want to know what you drink. Mm. Hit me up. Instagram us, thread me, yeah, whatever. Let Flavor. me know. Flavor. I want to know yeah. how you like your coffee. Yeah. Some people are extravagant. They are. I mean, it's impressive. It's. I'm not mad about it. I'm just really impressed. There's long orders at Starbucks. I've had two yeah. different people give me stuff to make pour overs. Okay. Yeah. I've mm -hmm. still never made one. It's so slow. And it's not that I don't want to. It's... I just have. I'm, it's, it's usually finding time to where I get more than finding finding yeah. time to. Take a slow shower 
and shave and pick out my outfit and listen to a podcast. It's like twelve minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I don't have time to like I I, I don't have time to put on my robe and to go into my kitchen <laughs> and to listen to Frank Sinatra. Yeah, and to do a pour over. Now I will because one of my uh, one of the kids I coached last year, his dad is. Um, the head brewer, he's he's one of the head brewers at New Realm okay. Brewing Company. Yeah, and so he's like an expert in brewing. They, you know, the beer and all this mm-hmm. stuff they do. And so he was like, "Bro, I kind of got obsessed with coffee." And he <laughs> told me about how he did it, and I was like, "Bro, that sounds amazing." Because this, you know, he's talking. I'm listening to the scientific data and the way he's talking. I'm like, this yeah. guy's a genius when it comes to making out of a bean or a hop the perfect whatever. Yeah. Fill in the blank. So he bought me. He got me a pour over. Mm-hmm. And the reason I haven't done it yet is because I want it to be right. <laughs> the moment's got to be right. The day's got to be right. I want the atmosphere to be right because he told me how to do it, yeah. and I think that he might make. Personally, I think that he might make the best cup you'll, of coffee in history. It'll ruin it for you, exactly. Because here's the thing: I have had it. It is better. I will say that. It's but better. when I was in Greece, we did nothing but it, it was the place you're at was all inclusive. Yeah, and it was French press all day long as much French as French press is very good too. And I, it's like drinking a yeah. froth. I feel like it's it's pour over. French press, Ooh. and then all wow. of us commoners. Wow, pour over in front of a French press. It's well, it's scientifically, impressive. it's supposed to be better but because of how slow the process is. What does your tongue tell you? I mean, pour over is really good. Okay, now I've, I've never had it, so yeah. I'm about. I'm going to do it, but I got to get my robe and my Frank Sinatra yeah. on, and it's got to be a Saturday morning where the kids are you going. Got to slow <laughs> down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, your boy's about. I need to get a a monogrammed robe first. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Extra fluffy. <laughs> but no, I for real, man. I'm down. I can't wait to do it. It's maybe good. by maybe in the next year I'll be able to share on the podcast. <laughs> maybe I'll be able to we'll be able to make one right here. I feel like it's gotta be your homework before next week. <sighs> Dog. I know it's tough. I get it. We're, but we're, we're, come we're on trying now. to move. Hey, that's trying to move, man. I don't even know if the pour over is in the box, dog. It's, just, it's been in a box for about three weeks. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, we, we've had our house in market for three months. We're on our third contract, and uh, the house is in great. The house is phenomenal. It's just uh, through the workings of Satan and God teaching me patience. <laughs> <laughs> They're working together. They're working together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's team up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> let's get you. Let's get this cat. So, this weekend, <laughs> so oh, we're supposed man. to move. Uh, Friday, Saturday, or Monday, or Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> we have no moving date, and we're supposed Somewhere. to move all of our home in the next seven days Look, at some point. I think it sounds like a perfect time for a so, pour-over. I don't know what pour-over is. It's in a box, bro. <laughs> Whenever we move the new house, how about this? Yeah. All right. How about this? There we go. How about we record a podcast Okay. from the new crib, Yeah. and you and I do a pour-over? That sounds amazing. When I say you and I, I mean you. <laughs> You're gonna have me I'll do have it. the stuff. You do the pour over. You said you've done it before. I've done it personally, like maybe once in my life. Okay, I've, I've my, never done. My it. brother's really good at it, so I've yeah. He's well. Made it before. You do the research, and we'll shoot it at, at my house, and we'll do a pour over for all, right. all of our beautiful listeners here. We'll figure it out, and we'll taste it, and we'll see what we think. There's all sorts of factors to this, like you know, like your fresh beans, freshly roasted beans that you're supposed to then grind. Well, do we do grind our own beans in my house? Well, that's good. So yeah. we have we I do, do I don't do that. Yeah, so we when we make well I broke the coffee pot a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> okay. I was I, I had a, I filled it with water. I was pouring pour it into the coffee pot and for whatever reason I wasn't holding the handle. I was holding the bottom of the pot mm. and I was getting ready to grab the handle and the yeah. whole pot slipped out of my hands. And I don't know if anybody's ever had experience with this, but coffee pots are not made to fall. It thing <laughs> shattered and I'm finding glass 2 weeks later. It shattered yeah. into a a uh, hundred thousand tiny pieces. I'm sure, of it's intense. Yeah, it, it was pretty intense. 
and it sounded like a an explosion in my kitchen the the way this thing blew up. But I am getting a new coffee pot. When when, when we get to the new crib, we are going to make a pour over right yeah. here. Now I know a lot of y'all don't watch; you just listen. That's fine. Hey. You can we can share this experience. I'll, with I'll you. ASMR it. Okay, there you go. Oh, <laughs> no mouth noises, man. <laughs> but I also love this season of year. Amazing. I'm a big candle fan. I don't burn them. Like, I don't have a place I burn candles. But my wife, like, we'll go to Bath and Body Works. <laughs> oh, no. That's not the right place. What is the name Didn't of that, that place? Didn't that place go out of business? Or did it? No, I they're still remember. in. No, Bath and Body Works. I think it's it. Or, yeah. Bed Bath & Beyond is that's the what one I meant. place. That's what I meant. You Wait, meant which there? one's in the mall? Bath & Body Works is the candle place, I that's think. That's it. Shows how much we know. Yeah. yeah. But, dude, they're candles... Here's the thing. I walk into stores like that though, and I'm just overwhelmed. Me too. My nose is. It's like I've okay. I've had enough. You got to find the spot. It's though, one man. thing for like one candle scent. No, you got to go towards fall. Shoot. See, I just walk towards the season. Fall and in my like spruce and in Christmas time, like that kind yeah. of smell. That's yeah. It smells like the Grinch stole Christmas. It smells like holiday cookies. It smells yeah. like Santa Claus Christmas trees. You just wanted to Jesus, smell like baby Jesus all yeah. at once. But wintry woods. Oh, that's it. And then they have a fall <laughs> candle that we got. It smells like a sweater, leaves, college football, cumin, college. nutmeg. Wait a second. And a pumpkin pie. All college around. football. Yeah. It's I, just, don't, I think that's you know, a candle you know, I don't think I want. Is, I think the most powerful scent. Oh, absolutely. Or most powerful sensory. I think it is. So when I'm like, telling you, when I smell when that, connected. it takes me back to like. When connected to memories, I think it, it, it holds saying. a lot of power. So when I yeah. tell you what it smells like, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to share my heart here. Yeah, for I get you. Trying to be open with these people. But okay? I think college football itself smells very different. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> hey, but but what, you know, so, this, well, funny, say, say something about college football. So we've on this podcast talked many times about what they call the NIL, which is a way that they have tried to ruin college sports. And basically they're allowing players to be played. I do agree that players made all this money. If you watched the Johnny Manziel documentary, he made all this money for, you know, Texas A&M and all the boosters and they made all this stuff and he didn't get anything. And that's why he was making money on the side. Like I get the tension, but this weekend Georgia beat the brakes off of Kentucky and the, the Kentucky's head coach, Mark Stoops, uh, recently on the radio show had commented. Yeah, but, he said, "Yeah, we you got beat, but they bought every one of their players. Now, mm, yeah. to you know Kirby Smart's credit at Georgia, he's not doing anything wrong. Yeah, this is what college football has built. The NCAA, as much as they protect the game, has built this disaster, this dumpster fire. That's the NIL. Mm. You've got players. How do you compete?" with a team like Georgia, if you're Kentucky, and Georgia's boosters, and they're national champions, and you're paying these kids a million dollars or a couple hundred grand to come to their school, and Kentucky's like, well, we'll give you you know, all you can eat and a $50 gift card. <laughs> yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got everybody on their rosters getting money. The mm. Georgia, ha- But Georgia is just playing. They're not doing anything wrong, but all college football is turning into is the NFL. It's just a smaller scale. Yeah, You have guys who are getting paid a million dollars and never played a game. Jeez. So college sports is officially being destroyed, and the NCAA is responsible because you can't make a thing like the NIL. You automatically tip the scales, and those big schools that have the big boosters, they've always had uh, an advantage because they can afford nicer facilities, and they can. but there was a leveling in that players weren't getting paid, and they were under the table. I mean, we all know the Reggie Bush thing. We all know people have done things and gotten in trouble. It's kind of like weed, right? People are in jail for doing illegal marijuana before it was legalized in some states. Yeah. And it's like, well, it was illegal then. Like, we get all of it. But there shouldn't there be a pardon? 
for people who are did something illegal then, but it's legal now that it's really people realize wasn't as bad. That if they is think tough. that, yeah. Or even yeah. or even with college football, so you have guys who were pushed out of the game. I mean, even like Pete Rose betted on his own games, right? MLB has not been able to let that go, but now all the sports betting is legal and all these yeah. other things. And you tell me, athletes, like the only athletes they're doing are the ones getting caught. Yeah. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying you can't create this much of a gray area and expect things to get better. Yeah. NCAA has ruined college football and ruining sports. The NIL is ruining college sports because the best quarterbacks and and right now, Oregon, Bo Nix, their quarterback, he was an SEC quarterback, and he left to go to Oregon. Yeah, I mean, this dude was a freak before he got there. Like, every time I'm watching these teams that are ranked, I'm like, oh, man, they came out of nowhere. No, they're quarterback. Notre Dame, where they're, you know, they're quarterback. Like, all these all of these quarterbacks have come from big schools, and they're either, like, when you're a fifth year, you're playing your fifth year, and you're uh, doing your master's program, you're, you're allowed to transfer after your senior year. That's okay. But these guys are just leaving. So what you're getting is all these big-time quarterbacks, they're just rotating around to find the right school. So signing day, I don't understand why it's such a big deal. Why do we even do a signing day on ESPN? What's the point? Because yeah. those players aren't staying there. If they don't like what you do, coaches have no authority. You have players making more than coaches on the staff. I mean, it is turning into an absolute dumpster fire. I love college football, but honestly, when you watch it, there's no pride anymore. There's no pride in this is this team that this guy's played for. He's you know when you see Sunday Night Football and all the pro players like you know they say their name and what college they went to. You know Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Texas Tech. You're like, yeah. Now, when they say they're college, like, well, which one are they going to say this week? Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, all these guys kept moving around. So, I don't know. It's just. It's tough. Yeah, man. I just, I hate what it's become because college football used to be innocent and pure. And I know that's what we perceived it as. But behind the scenes, the boosters were slipping money. <laughs> yeah. But they weren't. Yeah. It's not like it is now. Yeah. And it's, uh, and I get there's so much money. How do the players get that back? Well, maybe every player gets a specific amount that goes Division One, and not tip the scale to this player is you know, you know, Kay Williams, USC's quarterback, a Heisman winner, trying to get it two years in a row. Dude, that guy's on commercials all over the place. Mm. He don't he don't need the NFL right now. He's yeah. making big money. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's, you feel like there's got to be something if you just think about it long. There's got to be oh, it's some different explode. model that. Stop some of that stuff from happening. I don't know. Again, I'm not I'm not the expert here. <laughs> I mean, it's common sense. It's going to explode. Yeah. On the on the bright side, baseball playoffs, man. How about those Atlanta Braves? Let's go, everybody. Let me hey. hear a little hand clap. Here we go. Um, I did text Matt this morning. You know, Matt, uh, those of you who don't, Matt, Matt, Matt and I, um, we both uh, have season tickets to the Commanders together, seats side by side. He also has Orioles tickets, and he had tickets to the ALCS and the World Series. Yeah. If they made it, yeah, if. and they lost last night, to the <laughs> yeah, Rangers they did, yeah, in three games. I mean, what a tough run! I mean, tough. the Braves, dude, we were about to go down 0 2. Then the bottom of the eighth, uh, Austin Riley hits a two run homer to go up by one. That play was crazy. And then the bottom of the ninth, or the top yeah. of the ninth, uh, Michael Harris makes that catch against the wall, throws the ball in. Austin Riley cuts it, throws the first for a double play. I mean, that was just the best 45 minutes a baseball player could possibly play, I think, with Austin Riley. Yeah, it was, it was intense. And I mean, Harris' catch was amazing too, but, um, but that's a double play that's changing the world, man. You see it all over the place. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It was a, I mean, it was it was great. Uh, they played our, our house was going nuts. I told my wife, stop yelling. The kids are in bed. My, <laughs> like Casey cannot control herself when she watches sports. And when the Braves are on, I, I went through a season where I almost hated them because 
there's no way to get my wife's attention or there is, but when they're doing well, like she is my wife. I don't know how to translate this for, for the ladies out there who are listening that you don't really care about sports or fellas. I don't know how to translate this into something that would get you this excited. Cause I don't know what people get excited about that. Don't watch sports that would cheer. So if you yeah. don't watch sports, what do you yeah. cheer for? A concert, maybe? Uh, yeah, the problem is I'm not really any of those things, personally. So you don't ever cheer when a sports game's on? If your team's playing, they do something no, good? No, I like... Okay, so define oh. cheer. I can, like, get mildly upset or mildly into the game. I don't know, like, game. it's the end of the game, and the Orioles yeah. are down in the bottom of the ninth, seven to six, yeah. and they got a guy on first, and then, like, they it's they're down... Oh, This is, like, the World Series game seven. Yeah, and then Santander hits a sure. shot. Like how yeah. how would how would you cheer for that? Would it be like get on your feet, and be like let's go, let's go? We just won the pennant. Uh, yeah. I mean, you'd be high fiving and like cheering, like oh my gosh, this is awesome, this is crazy. Let's yeah, go. somewhat. Yeah. Okay, probably as I get old, that becomes me as I get as I've gotten older, okay. a little bit more. Yeah. So you're becoming more of a sports fan. L- yeah. Okay. But I don't, um, yeah, I don't digest it like a lot of people do, though. Yeah. So I don't. I used to wake up and if Washington lost. I would wake up and feel like heavy. Yeah, see, that doesn't happen to me. Not anymore. Yeah. I've been 23 years. We're losers for 23 years. I'm used to it. <laughs> so if we, I don't ever, they like win or lose, they don't bother me at all, yeah. truthfully. Actually, I think after I became a season ticket holder, I cared less Yeah. for whatever reason. I think it's because I haven't been to a game yet, and we're still just, we look good, but we don't look great. And so now I go, oh, here we go. It's another year. Yeah. I don't, I mean, we lost the Bears on Thursday. I have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. about us i'm angry so that's probably the best way. maybe i'm just numb <laughs> maybe i'm just mentally unhealthy when it comes to the commanders that's probably yeah. where i'm at anyway gotcha. um yeah we're flat we don't have any excitement we need we need some excitement we need a coach to bring us some excitement we yeah. need we need fire on the sidelines we don't have that we need a fiery sideline the washington commanders do not have it we need a coach with a fire that's lighting up our sideline that's getting in players faces that's celebrating we need that we just don't have that and we need players to do that if, if they're you know we just need a fiery sideline um, but yeah, so Casey, when the Braves are on, it's, it's next level. <laughs> it's next level. And a lot of people, another thing, well, here's a fun fact for you. So Drake's new album, the first uh, track, have you heard about this? I haven't. Off of Drake's Whoa. new album. Oh yeah. Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. Yeah. There was some weird thing though. It was my wife was researching it and she wasn't sure if it was this Virginia Beach or some Virginia Beach in Canada or something. It's really weird. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it's this one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and there's some underlying, you know, tussles he has with, you know, hip hop artists from here. But Gotcha. It's whatever. But this is this is Virginia Beach. His, his the line is pretty rough. Pretty but rough, just like Virginia Beach. <laughs> <laughs> so Maybe we should hope it's the one in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) This is the way I look at it. They're like, well, I don't know if it's a good or bad lyric. I'm like, all right, we'll put your wife's name in there. Yeah. Pretty but rough. That can't be a great thing. No. I don't know what part of Virginia Beach Drake's been to, but there are parts that are just like he said. (laughs) He's not inaccurate in saying that. Yeah. Pretty but rough. So I don't know if he's saying because there's a lot of crime, a lot of people dying. Um. Buildings look like they're in the seventies. I don't really know, but what I do know is that I don't know if we made it by that lyric in a good way. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of like a yeah. Uh, it's kind of half and half, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like saying, "Bro, you're the best looking six seven person I've ever seen." Yeah. Like, what about the guys who are six five? 
Gotcha. It's kind of like, well, yeah, I don't know like, how to feel now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's my point. All right, you asked for it. Oh, gosh, got it. You did it. You I did set it. you up. I'm not even anywhere close. I'm sitting here up. looking up Drake lyrics. I know. I, t- I reeled you. All right. Yeah, I know. This is your new thing now, you do. Don't okay. blame me. You asked for it. All right. So, all of you out there, all of the million followers and millions of listeners, imagine you're at the end of your life. Okay. I'm and, there. And you're granted the ability to repeat one day. Oh, boy. I know. Which period of your life would you choose to repeat? Oh, gosh. Well, there's a lot I haven't lived yet, so. Well, I mean, you only get to pick to where you're at. You can't pick when you're... (laughs) Well, you said, imagine I'm at the end of my life. Well, how do you know? This is the end. (laughs) You're 35? This is so depressing. I'm 36. 36. So you're at the end, bro. It's been good. 36 long years. So Uh, which period of your life do you want to repeat? Oh, goodness. I don't know. That's hard to choose, dude. I know mine. Oh, well, maybe it's easy for you. (laughs) Hands down. Well, then why don't you say yours? Ninth and 10th grade. Oh gosh, you're one of those. No people. high school, high school hands down. You're one of the, my, I don't, yeah, my life t- is the same person. I want to go back. Why do you want to go back to high school? Because I don't have to worry about kids. Oh gosh, I don't have to worry about bills. Yeah, I don't have to worry about responsibility. Yeah, I can just dance at homecoming and go play football. What's better than that? Gotcha. I get to I get to shake it to Usher. Listen, and I get to break it down to some Nelly at prom and homecoming and do my <laughs> and go home. And don't have to worry about the internet or cell phones <laughs> and play Madden. I mean, does it get better than that? Yeah. That's the best f- season of my life. And I realized it's never going to get better than that. Okay. I guess I've, I've always, I've told my wife this. So, wife, and Sonic. I apologize. So, right before we got married, because I live with my parents, I got into ministry really, really young. I was 21 when I went into full time ministry. And so I was dating. Uh, my wife at the time, and there was a period of time where we bought a house because we were getting ready to get married, and I got to live in that house for a little small span of time. Out of without out of, your wife, without my let's, wife, let's clarify. Yes, what without my here. wife. Yeah, <laughs> without my wife, and out of my parents' house. And I, I, I tell her to this day, I was like, yeah, it was like the greatest month of my life. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're being honest. I lived in an apartment after I graduated college, and I hated every minute of it. Really? Oh, I hated every minute of it. See, I just had like a mattress on the floor, a big screen TV. I could leave the dishes in the <laughs> Yeah, in the I hate it, man. I'd come home from work, work out, eat chicken and broccoli every night for dinner. I hated it. I just was bored. Really? You know, I needed people to play golf with, and it was yeah. all right. I just, it wasn't my thing. But let me ask you this. Which phase of your life would you like, you like to go back to? So a whole phase, like a, a time period, like a, a chunk of time. For me... Ninth through twelfth grade, all day. <laughs> what, High school. What was this, but, okay, yeah. High school. See, I yeah. No I responsibilities. Didn't... Tons of video games. Which friends. No internet. It was What's a great time. That? I skied. Oh, in high school though, I skied all the time. So I had a ski pass. So every day after school, once football was over, man, I was hitting the slopes all the way through the middle of the winter. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. All right. Well, let me ask you this: um, Does what you just say tell you anything about how you should be spending your time today? What, that I wanted to be by myself? <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Big screen, video games. What do you need to adjust to get back to that? Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's every Tuesday night for me. I just came out of that. See? So you have that. Yeah. See, I I don't. 
Oh, gotcha. So yeah, uh, my wife a, bought me Madden for my birthday this year, a, but I've only played it twice. Dude. You need a night to look forward to, Because my boys man. play it, but I just don't get... I, yeah, you know, and I think what it's taught me is I'm in a season where I'm learning how to rest. Mm-hmm. Now, I've always been the person who protects my day off. Like, Monday's yeah. like my day off. So I've always been the person. I don't do work. I don't check emails. I don't do anything social. Like, I'm just locked in. Um, me yeah. and my wife go do stuff. You know, hang out with my kids. But I think what it showed me is it's not that I... I it's not as much that I would like to go back because everybody knows you don't want to go back to high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not as much as I want to go back to there is I think I miss a margin that I had there. Gotcha. And there's a way as an adult to have the same relaxing margin, but it just takes a lot of discipline and a lot of nose. Oh yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's it just kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, for sure. And I think like what, like to reiterate what you're saying is cause we, you know, I also have Mondays off. And but that is like, and I love Mondays. I absolutely love them. Look forward to them. It's a fact we just had a Monday where the kids were off school, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Why is it always Mondays?" That's what I said. I said, "Come on, man, you serious? Kids are off school." Yeah. Caden's like, "Sorry, Dad." Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, I love you, buddy. But that's mine and my wife's day. Yeah. So for me, now I play video games with my boy TJ. But Tuesday nights are like, well, that's my that's my space. Tuesday night is my space. So it's not me and my wife, or me and my kids, or me and my. It's. Dude, you know what I did on my I'm Tuesday do this night? for MySpace. I wish I had it. MySpace. I was coaching, and Caden was yeah. Caden's team, and he wasn't even there. He was in marching band. He had a game last <laughs> night, so he was in the marching band playing his snare at a football game. And uh, I went to the field with no kids. Caden's <laughs> like, enjoy practice. <laughs> had no kids. But all those boys, they're like my kids, yeah, man. Exactly. All my, my team. Yeah. Um, got home late, you know, ate, and then we watched uh, some of the Orioles game. And then, oh, what did we watch? I forget. I fell asleep, I think. I did fall asleep. Yeah. I case. Oh, we were watching the 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 Beckham thing on Netflix. The, I've heard uh, about that. Yeah, I've heard Dude, about I, it. Dude, I don't know what it is, man. The last couple, it's been like three times in the last week where I sit down and I don't know if I'm getting older or my body is just telling me you have nothing left. And <laughs> it's not even a matter of being able to like try to stay awake. Yeah. I go unconscious <laughs> to the point where Casey's like out of the room when I wake up. She's like walking out of the room. Well, what are you doing? You can't wake me up. Yeah. So you're going to bed. I think yeah. I don't know if she's tried to like just leave you on the couch. I don't know, man. It's I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. So have you heard this thing about the Skittles ban that's happening in California? I do know that Skittles are banned in a lot of other countries. Apparently they're putting poison yeah. in them that they're, causes cancer. They're really bad for you, yeah. So, But it's sad because that's one of my favorite candies. Oh, well, I love Skittles. that explains a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my Chewy Sprees, man. But it, 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 So what's your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, goodness. Halloween candy? I mean... I'm a I'm a big I'm a big Milky Way fan. I like Milky Ways. I like Fifth Avenue bars. That's not really Halloween candy though. That's just candy. My favorite candy, hundred grand. Yeah. Those are good. Those it are is. Bad. It's like a it's like a crunch and a caramel fell in love. hmm <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's delicious. Um so the, the the reality is there's really not a ban. That's what people are saying. But okay. in, in California there's not a ban. So what it says is Governor Gavin Newsom signed a law misleadingly known as a Skittles ban. It's going to prohibit the manufacture, sale, or distribution of brominated vegetable oil, potassium bromate, okay. propyl paraben, and red dye 3. First of all, it, the fact that it takes me that long to say those things, we shouldn't be consuming them, in my opinion. I, yeah, they're, yeah, they're... The four chemicals are used in as many as 12,000 food products across the country, despite never having been approved for consumption by the FDA. Mm-hmm. I want to know how it gets this far. Yeah. How are we consuming things 
that nobody's given permission to, but the government hasn't stopped them from selling it. Like, help me understand. How is the FD, How are things sold that have not been approved by the FDA and billions of dollars are being made on products that nobody has given a thumbs up to? I don't understand how this works. And then we wonder why we don't just have hospitals, but we have cancer clinics, and we have yeah. this massive trillion-dollar industry for health around cancer. Yeah. You it's a vicious cycle. You know what's funny? You can look it up. And it's not that like Skittles are necessarily banned a lot of different places, like especially Europe. They say they still have them in Europe. They're just made without titanium dioxide. Which sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Why can't Let's we make just Skittles do that without here? titanium? If there's clearly a, yeah, a place in the world that is like, hey, we probably shouldn't be making Skittles with this stuff in it. Why are we still making it in America? What a disappointment. <laughs> what a disappointment. Man, well, any good news? Cat Cat yeah. Von D, L.A. Inc. You remember her? Oh yeah. Oh, I heard about so this. So she just renounced her cult. Yeah. Of witchcraft. Yeah. And she got baptized and gave her heart to the Lord. Yep. My wife became told a Christian. Me. How amazing is that? That's awesome, dude. I saw the baptism video. It was so amazing. You know what's really cool about it is that just like everybody else, we're all f- searching for something, mm-hmm. and she thought she found it, but when she found Jesus, it changed everything. Yeah. That's the thing I wish people would know. You know, people ask me why you do this. I'm like, because I can't do anything else. Like, because yeah. I knew. When did you know you were going to be in ministry? When did you know you were going to be a pastor? Um, I had a moment. Now, again, I didn't necessarily know I was going to be a pastor, but I had a moment when I was 17, and I was chasing a lot of musical things, bands, that kind of stuff. But I remember a Saturday night in my room. Even the kind of like a, a bad relationship, only dated one other person besides my wife. And I just had a moment where I felt like God just really just smacked me on my head. I was like, what are you doing, bro? Like, um, he's like, I've given you all these talents and these things for a purpose. And so 17 as a kid, that was a moment where I'm like, all right, I'm I'm full into worship. Like, I'm God, I'm I'm fully here, whatever you want. And that kind of, yeah, that kind of set the pace for the rest of my life, really. Well, have you heard about, like, so Justin Herbert for the Chargers, he, I think he was in fourth or fifth grade, he drew a picture of himself wearing a Chargers uniform. Hmm, that's so cool. this is what I'm going to do when I yeah, get older. Yeah, I think you've told me that. Yeah, yeah. and you've had, there's, like, I, I can speak specifically, like, for pro athletes that, like, they'll be doing the Monday Night Football ca- uh, broadcast, and they show, like, this is what they did when they were this age, and, you know, they yeah. pictures from when they were kids or whatever. So I've, I've heard of pro athletes actually knowing what they were going to do with their life and the team. Because I feel like, you know, your destiny is in you. And some people might be like, man, I, I was destined to work at the store as a clerk. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, that's maybe, maybe those are some of your choices. I think a lot of people are stuck in places that they're not called to, but they're not willing to have the faith to do anything else either. Yeah. They don't have the, if you don't have the faith to do it, you can't blame God for it not happening. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid, my youngest, I told my wife this story today. From the youngest age I can remember, I was always, I, went, I grew up in a big church in DC. It was thousands of people. My dad was an associate pastor there. And I was always the kid with like the main role in the place. We went to a private school at that church and I had the main role in those plays. Uh, the church itself, I had the main role in their kids' programs. And yeah. we would have thousands of people show up to these things. And I remember one year, I just didn't want to do it. I, I For the school program at Christmas, I was like, I just want to be a kid in the choir, you know? <laughs> and so they were like, yeah, that's fine. And I remember being in the choir, and we had a program where all the kids were, like, hiding under the pews. And so when the program started, we all came out like children of the corn. It was actually pretty cool. And I said, everybody's, like, clapping. But I was just a kid in the choir, and I never regretted not being that main thing. But I remember even as a young age, people constantly put me on the stage, put me in front of people. Yeah. And I remember f- that feeling of this is where you're going to spend your life, in front of people, like, on the stage, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't 
know it'd be preaching the gospel, but I felt like that was my place. Yeah. And there were seasons in my life where I wanted to be music, I wanted to be other things, but I know what God's called me to. And so I can say I always knew I was going to be in front of people on a stage. That's where I knew God placed me. And and, and my wife, yeah. you know, there's like a for me, I can say I, I don't ever really get I don't ever get nervous on a stage, regardless of how many people are out there. Like there's never nerves. Yeah. It's more I want to honor God with I want to make sure that my preparation. I get more consumed with preparation than I do delivery. Mm. Yeah. Because I'm not worried about that part of it. I just want to make sure I'm prepared and that I'm communicating with the Lord's putting what he's wanting people to hear, you know? Yeah. And I know I do because I know like I hear him and God's not that hard to hear when you listen. He just he's very clear. He just speaks to you, you know. So all that to say. I do think that there is this innate thing that God puts in all of us that we know where our heart is and what we're stirred to do. It doesn't mean we're doing it. Yeah. But I do think that there is this connection. I do know that God has put destiny in us. And if he knows the number of hair in your heads and he has designed you for something specific, then why do we think that he wouldn't be this detailed in mm-hmm. in grooming these things? Oh, yeah. Because he does. Yeah. You know, and some people may be sitting here listening to this right now thinking, well, crap, man, like, this isn't what I want to be doing with my life. And I would say, well, then do what you feel called to do. Yeah, I think we get. I know people who get stuck in ruts because they're making good money. And like, well, this is how I provide for my family. I'm like, well, if God's providing for your family, don't worry about how you provide. Like, what is it He's called you to do? Because I can tell you this: there's nothing in this world. I would love to be in the front office of a pro sports team. I would love to play pro sports, but in the reality, yeah, there's nothing I'd rather do than what I do. Yeah, sure. Do I wish I had more influence? I want to. I, I, sure, I wish I had more influence. Do I wish I had? Um, a funner, a more fun travel schedule, like to go preach in Fiji. Sure, you know, <laughs> yeah. But I think that I've, it's taken me a long time to get to the place where I'm just. I don't think content to me sounds apathetic. So I hate that word, but I know yeah. what it means. It's different. Apathetic yeah. is you're numb. Content is saying you're satisfied. Yes, and I'm yeah. satisfied with where God has my yes. life. But I think because of the way I'm driven and the vision He's put in me and the way I'm a visionary, I always want more. And I think that's probably the tension with the rest in my life. That yeah. we were just talking about a couple minutes ago. I find it funny that even when you say that, where you were like, there is in our culture, there's a negative connotation to the word content. Yeah. Because it's like, well, you need more. Like, why are you content? You need more. Like, you're settling. And it, as if contentment, yeah, is some bad, terrible thing. I also think it's really, really cool that, you know, in your story and my story, in some ways, we're kind of doing what we were called to do before we recognize that we were created and crafted this way to do these things for God. Exactly. And I think everyone has that, like with God, following him, I think everyone has that experience. Yeah. Everyone has this realization moment of like, holy cow, that's why you made me this way? Like that's why I am crafted with these gifts and these talents and these skills that when I when I place them before you and I use them for you back to your kingdom there's a there's a completion of of our purpose of our calling and uh and that's a cool moment and so yeah i, I hear those stories of you and your past or you're on the stage and those kinds of things and now it's it's a beautiful thing where you're like yeah like i was i was prepared for this yeah the stage doesn't scare me the mm-hmm. stage like no i'm i'm comfortable there it's my preparation yeah. because god gave me the experiences and the opportunity to be comfortable there now I just it's preparing for the stage where, yeah, where the heaviness lands. Yeah, and I'm I'm right there with you. The stage has never music and those kind of things. I've always wanted to be doing those things. The stage the stage has never scared me. It's the yeah. What am I doing to prepare behind the scenes and 
it's cool. I don't know. It's, you have these moments. You're like, it makes sense, God. And I look back, and that totally makes sense. Yeah, I get it now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It is great, cool. though, man. I'm grateful for all the time I've had in the local church. The local church has been the thing that has bred so much into me and given me opportunity yeah. to become what I am. Like, without the local church, I could never have done it, you know, because um, I don't know what kind of places can give you the opportunities the local church has given me Yeah, to do what I do. Um, and you know, I tell, I, I've thought about a lot. I could go into real estate or I could go into a brokerage firm or I could go into a big fortune 500 and you could do presentations. You could present, you could be a communicator, you could be a professional communicator in leadership. And I guess in a way we're all of those things as pastors, Yeah. but I love pastoring and I mm-hmm. can't imagine doing anything else. It's just, it's, I love it. I love people. I love being in the grind. I love being in the dirt. I love, like we're getting ready to launch campuses in other States. God's yeah. doing amazing things. Like we don't own property in Virginia beach as a church. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready to own multiple properties in other states. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like only God can do that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, it's just in a really cool ride. Mm-hmm. You know, a really cool experience. So I'm really excited about all that. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think we can talk, uh, we have to talk about Israel before we get off of here. Yeah. I know that Israel's, you know, the Hamas, this, this radical Palestinian group that, um, I mean, it was a pretty intense bombing. They went mm-hmm. and they, you know, um, they wrecked. Israel uh, communication towers, and they these guys paraglided into the places they were bombing. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy um, how yeah. they got in. Yeah, and uh, and then Israel has been attacking them, and um, you know, seizing this Palestinian state. So I, when I was in Israel, so the Gaza Strip in Israel, for those who aren't as familiar, it's a strip right on the edge of Egypt and Israel, and it's right on the water. And this, there's always fighting. So. There's always missiles going into Israel from this area, but Israel has a very high anti-missile intelligence that basically dissolves or dissipates these missiles in the air. So Israel has a very, very... I mean, Israel's special forces and their their air force is best in the world, I think is probably a good way to put it. Mm. I know that that's, it's, it's, it's amazing, right? It's this next level. Well, Israel, this was one of those things where it was kind of a, a very hard ground attack. And when I was over there years ago in Israel, when we went to Bethlehem, our tour guide that was a Jew had to get off the bus. And then a Palestinian tour guide got on the bus to take us into Bethlehem because Jews aren't allowed in there because Palestinian controlled territory Mm -hmm. Uh, where Jesus was born. Jews can't even get into it. And when we were there, there's Palestinian soldiers everywhere with guns. I mean, as much as you think a machine gun with a human being holding it is is always unnerving, even if they're security yeah. <laughs> or military. It's, it's it's just think about the amount of power in that person's hands. Yeah. So we got back on the bus, left Bethlehem, went back to to Jerusalem. The Palestinian tour guy got off at the at the border, um, and there's big signs warning when you get into Palestinian territory about you know stay out type thing. So this is the tension. It's hard to understand this as Americans because our borders. With Mexico and Canada, there's no tension like that. Yeah. Um, the tension is like having a neighbor that is destroying your home and trying to constantly meddle in your stuff and manipulating the neighborhood yeah. and uh, wanting to destroy you and trying to lie and always doing things that cost you money and taking family members from you. I mean, this is the tension mm-hmm. that's over there. So um, it's really disheartening, but, you know, it's people, you don't mess with Israel, man. You don't mess with Israel. Like, it's is it funny to you that 
a place that's smaller than New Jersey, whenever it's at war or has any conflict, the whole world stops. <laughs> yeah. Explain that. Yeah. All you atheists out there, <laughs> all you haters, all you people who don't want to believe in God, explain it. Yeah. You can explain it as much as you want, but the reality is the word of God is true. Yep. There's never been a part of it that's been proven untrue. Yeah. Jesus is the healer. He's powerful. God is still on the throne. And there is a reason that Israel is the focus. Mm -hmm. It's that easy. Yeah. Final thought. Got me. Here's my final thought. Don't believe everything you hear, Corey. I mean, yeah, that's good. Don't believe everything you hear. <laughs> a pastor locked himself in a cage with three lions. Oh, goodness. To reenact Daniel in the lion's den. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop. <laughs> and to show that Stop. nothing can happen to a man of God. Stop. Stop. <laughs> it turns out. And this man has a—he's wearing a suit, his bright blue suit with a tie, and he's petting the lions in this uh, in this yeah. in this zoo. Three lions. Yeah. And first of all, my first thought is okay. Yeah, uh, it, it, you're crazy, but it's sunny out. You're in an open cage. You might be able to run a little bit. A lion's den, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is a dark spot with no sunlight. You get put into this hole, and the the den is covered with a stone or some type of thing to seal it to where you, you can't even see. Oh gosh! Right. Yeah. Can't even see. Well, it turns out the man is actually a zookeeper. And he has been a zookeeper for eight years and he wasn't a pastor. And so he was just trying oh, to. Okay. Well, right. the, the funny part is a member of the Kenyan parliament. This has happened in Africa. A, many, a member of the Kenyan parliament offered for an all expenses paid trip for the pastor, quote unquote, zookeeper, <laughs> to uh, come to the National Reserve to reenact a stunt with wild lions. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is, yeah. I was like, had enough. <laughs> he's like, bro, if you think you're that legit, come up to this National Reserve. I'll pay for it. And you come up and reenact this with wild lions. Can you imagine if in America, one of our congressmen offered for all expenses paid trip for somebody to go walk out with wild lions? And then if that person gets mauled to death, what that congressman would be up against? Ugh. Sometimes we just need to go hardcore and cut all the political crizap and just yeah. say, you know what? Prove it. You know, like I don't want anybody to die from lions. But when you start getting, okay. it's just like yeah. I love. Sometimes I love how other countries deal with stuff. It's like you know what? Put your money where your mouth is. Let's stop making this banter and make you famous. Let's put you out here and see if you are what you say you yeah. are. I mean, I kind of like that approach. I gotta admit, I kind of like it. It's like you know what? You say that's who you are. Well, let's see. Yeah. You know, enough talk. That's there's so much trash talk in America. We talk more noise than anybody. We we talk noise in every area of our lives. We talk noise in the streets. We talk noise in sports. We talk noise. So I'm just saying. Yeah. I think the Kenyan Parliament got it right. Hey, we'll come reenact this with Wild Ones. We'll see what you got, bro. Yeah, I looked. I I was. I. Just I don't to, want him to reenact it. Yeah. Just for just well, for the record, I, I don't I, want him to. I wanted to Google search this. I found what you're talking about, but I also found an article from 2016 that says. Christian prophet has his buttocks mauled by a lion after running towards a pride <laughs> oh to prove God. the Lord's power over animals during South Africa safari. <laughs> I forget what show it was. This is why this is why God says wisdom, wisdom people. This is um so there's a story in Acts where the where the apostle Paul is shipwrecked and he's on the island oh, of Malta yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. and he's building a fire and a viper attaches himself yeah, to his arm. Yeah. And he shakes it off and it goes into the fire. Yeah. When that happened, it showed all the people on that island, they were like, this guy must be a god. Yeah. And he was trying to point them to Jesus. But they were kind of watching in secret, right? Yes. That's what you kind of yeah. get from well, yeah, the and reading. The, you know, the island is converted, people are coming yeah. to know Jesus, all this uh -huh. stuff. Well, that is where you get people that are modern day snake handlers. Yes. Yeah. So people that 
hold poisonous snakes, and you know the church has got this reputation. All these people are snake handlers, Pentecostals. No, those people are demonic. Yeah, they're they're straight demonic. If you've ever watched anything, those people, the way they they're in like a trance, they're dancing with fire, and they grab snakes out. They may be saying they're worshiping God. It is a demonic practice by demonic people. Uh, there used to be a show. I don't know if it was on TLC, but it was following these guys who, I don't remember what network it was on, but it's followed these guys with well, the one pastor who, I don't call him a pastor, he's not. People, just because they self-proclaim pastors doesn't mean they're they're anointed or called by God. And this guy was a quote-unquote pastor, and they were copperhead hunting, and he went and he got his copperheads. Well, years later, I read this article where it says, you know, famous snake handling pastor, which he's not a pastor, he's this dude's demonic. He's yeah. a cult cult leader. He got bit by a copperhead during a service or a rattlesnake, and he refused medical treatment. And so a couple of days later, he died in his house. Why? Because it's stupid. There's yeah. no wisdom. God's never asked us to touch a point. Now, if you're walking to things of God and you're building a fire once you've been shipwrecked and a viper attached itself to you and you shake it off in the fire out of response because you're human, like get off me, yeah. and it doesn't bite you and it dies in the fire and then people come to Jesus because of it. Yeah. God was in it. Absolutely. But you weren't like, hey guys, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, Paul wasn't doing <laughs> that. He's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> nope, <I'm> coming in. <laughs> yeah. Wait. I have something. Hey, this is not this is in no relation to sorry. I'm gonna Perfect. derail this a little bit, but it is kind of the same. So <laughs> I I heard the story of a woman, I can't remember where she was. She was out gardening in her yard. And so she's I would imagine she's kind of bent over. And from the sky, oh, I heard about this. A snake falls on her arm <laughs> and starts attacking her arm. Moments later, a hawk flies down from the sky and starts attacking the snake. So she is getting attacked by a snake and a hawk simultaneously <laughs> that just fell out of the sky. So what you're telling me is Satan attacked her and God sent a hawk to deliver. <laughs> well, the hawk was attacking her too. I was just kidding. The pictures of this poor lady. Well, the, the hawk yeah. had the snake in its mouth probably. Yes, and dropped the snake. And the snake landed on her arm, coiled up. Was it up. a poisonous snake? I can't. I don't think so. No. Dude, what would you do? Bro, you know me. I'm ripping things in half. That's that's what's happening. We're going Old Testament. I'm ready. I'm ready for that to happen oh to me. Oh my gosh. I can you imagine? Hope it does. Can you imagine? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You're gardening. One of the most peaceful things you can probably I thought just... she was mowing her grass. No, I think she was gardening. It doesn't matter. The reality anyway. is the woman was innocent. She was an innocent snake human and, being. And a hawk at the same time. And a snake out of the sky? Yeah. That's like a bird crawling out of a hole. Yeah, that's somebody's that's worst nightmare. Imagine yeah. you walk in and you see a bird crawl out of a hole. Is that not scary? <laughs> Like this is weird. Doesn't belong there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> man. Well, I hope this day. I hope oh, everybody man. had a great podcast. Yeah. I hope you've really been encouraged by today. Yeah. Hey, this this the, the final thought is this: when you're mowing, make sure you're wearing long sleeves. You never you're know. Telling me chainmail or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know. Lord, we thank you so much for each and every listener. I pray over their homes. I pray over their life. I pray they know you love them. You see them. Your hand is on them. You'll never leave them. You will never ever forsake them. And everybody said, amen. Hey, we love you. We will see you, as always, this weekend on fire, Palms Church, 930, online and in person. Can't wait to be with you. We'll see you all soon. Love you all.